Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Please be aware of spoilers, otherwise you might find out that a guy Pierce has tattoos all over his body in very different fonts and sizes, and it's very annoying. <laughs> Why is it annoying? <laughs> That's right. Today we're talking about films about memory loss. Yeah. And before I forget, I have two co-hosts. <laughs> what was that? It's what? the Hawaiian vet, Jeremy Legui, and the woman that can't escape being his prisoner, Sonia Stanger. Oh. <laughs> Where am I? Hi, guys. What am I doing? What is this place? How? What year is it? Great question. Great questions all, Jerry. <laughs> Great questions, Great questions all. all around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's it going, you guys? Uh, it's snowy. We're here. It's very snowy. Yeah. Um... Also, I was thinking maybe at the top of this show, I'd issue a bit of a correction, um, an omission <laughs> from last <laughs> week where I hurriedly edited it together because we were not doing it live, which we are today, <laughs> so we're good. And I accidentally smushed two tracks of mine and Jeremy's that were for different halves of the show, and it created a very confusing experience for several listeners. So I, I would argue quite experimental very and experimental. groundbreaking. I think that we need to spread our wings and get in some stuff that's maybe more interesting than correct. Yeah. I agree. And I'm fine, just with, like, I'm fine with what We happens. each choose a different show and do our half on that <laughs> and then we over top of each other. Put on earmuffs. Yeah. So, so, the next, so listeners, the next show is going to be three shows at the same time. And every 20 minutes, we're going to each switch what show we're doing. Planes, and I'm going to do automobiles. mine backwards. <laughs> Can um, you do that? Yako? That means okay. <gasps> oh. <laughs> so, wow. wow. Okay. 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 Um. You guys, how good is your memory? It's just uh, as a, a jumping in point. Sonia? Well, <laughs> um, I feel that everyone knows the answer to this question because I bring it up on the show frequently. And do you know where you are right now? Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. Uh, you know, like metaphysically, no. <laughs> Physically, yes. Um, so I have ADHD mm-hmm. and that can really mess up the old memory circuits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it means that like sometimes things just straight up don't get encoded into the short-term memory. I'll be like holding something in my hand and then a minute later I'm like, where did it go? <laughs> and it's so confusing. <laughs> oh no. Or you, it's that thing that everyone has where you walk into a room and you're like, wait, why, why am I here? here? But it happens a lot. Mm. Or in terms of movies, I like a start a movie, get half an hour in and go, oh, I've actually seen this before, which I've talked about on the show before. Yeah, or you guys ask me if I've seen something and I'm like, maybe. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> but it's then possible. sometimes my memory is really good for certain things, so I don't know. All mm. in all, she's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, uh, My memory is pretty bad. Mm. Um, it's not like awful. Uh, I usually remember to do stuff before a negative thing occurs. Okay, um, but I am a I am a list guy, uh, mother of the show Judy, uh, who may or may not be listening. Um, she um, she she's a a big uh, she writes things in a lot of books, mm. and then there's a lot of books, and so yeah. that's sort of how the memory works. And then you got to know which book. That's true. Yeah, that's part of it. But um, you know, I try with digital things, but I've got digital books, and there's too many digital books, yeah. and I forget about things. Oh, you're becoming um, you're becoming Judy. I maybe. Ooh. Uh, I would say one in 50 things I totally forget about, maybe a bit more than that. Uh, and, you know, it comes up at work where you get, like, the text, like, hey, where are you? Like, it wasn't in my calendar. I got to oh, run. the worst you know? feeling. Oh. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I would say it's a three out of ten. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for re- reliability. And I may make it worse on myself by, like, knowing I'll forget, so then I'll make a note. 
that sort of thing. Um, so it might be a six if I like worked it, but I don't. Mm. I I choose to use uh, tools that then I am reliant on. That's human, baby. That's there we human, go. baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Sean? I would say I have not a bad memory, but there are some things that I have forgotten that I forgot. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. all of a sudden they'll pop up, and I'll be like, "Wow, that completely went under my radar." I will say that in terms of the show, you are the most reliable person to like ask any question yeah. about and you'll be like no we did that like it's very <laughs> easy okay. yeah. so, sean is our human memory bank you're that pillar for us thank you sean also yes. i feel it's worth noting that humans in general vastly overestimate their memory abilities yes and the fidelity and you know um reality well, of well this memories. is totally an aside i had a I, well i have a friend we were friends in school and he didn't get a phone until like a few years ago like five cool. years ago um wow. he was i bet he the, mentioned it a lot <laughs> uh he didn't mention it a lot it just came up a lot mm, well yeah, yeah no he wasn't a holdout for normal reasons but he was still a holdout his memory is and was incredible yeah I like bet. he could oh, like he phone the numbers. numbers like all these things and he just was so good at remembering things yeah. still is um anyway yeah shout out to matthew and his memory but <laughs> shout out Matt- congratulations Man. matthew you did it bro um, well let's get into some people that have very very bad memories let's <laughs> um so we watched a lot of films this week that have to do with memory loss mm-hmm. um why do you guys think that amnesia is such a nice go-to and also maybe this will come up later but is there anyone that had like does this happen to people Mm. I think amnesia for sure does happen. It does. That, yes. But, like, specifically how some of these films Mm -hmm. are, like, created, it's like, this has never come up Mm. in the human kind before. Right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, so A, I think that it's just a very convenient plot device. Are you laughing at me for making it a list? No, I'm not, but I thought you were going to go like it. So, A, it's this. Two. <laughs> I might have. You might, you might. Anyway, now just, we'll never know. Sh- Strangers joke. Made me laugh. Um, oh no, I forgot what I was going to say. Hey, Not a bit. A <laughs> oh, it's a convenient plot device because yes. you know, like it makes things happen. Like mm-hmm. it makes for interesting things to happen, mm-hmm. and also then things can be revealed to the to the audience along with the character. It can make for some mystery. All of that. Um. Amnesia does happen in real life, yes. and I think it's kind of a mixed bag in terms of the depictions of it and their mm-hmm. level of accuracy. So I was reading something today about how Memento, which we'll talk about, is pretty accurate in terms of anterograde amnesia. So that's when you lose the ability to make new memories and can only remember before a certain point. I think with that one... What's not super accurate is his very vivid memory of the event where he obtained the head trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, I remembered it right in time yeah. now. Yeah. And that's, that wouldn't happen. Like, you wouldn't be able to encode that memory very mm. specifically either. Um, something like 51st Dates, actually, again, is somewhat accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah. I, uh, I had a great uncle, and he was, uh, it was, it was, like, he had, like, 15 minutes i think mm. before it no. yeah uh and um it was it was it was workable and mm-hmm. like everyone made it work uh and there was some stuff about it, like, it was difficult but um he did he did lose it on me once because he was like why is this small boy in my house and i was like yeah. what are you talking about and he, yeah like it was Ooh. yeah so 
yeah, no, it was every every fifteen, I think. Wow. Yeah, it was actually they didn't know what it was for years. And it was very. They think it was a very early case of West Nile. Oh. Family history. I don't know if that's true. That's what people think it might be. So anyway, yeah. Well, because I know that can have like neurological mm-hmm. effects, and the thing that's kind of cool slash weird with memory and brains is that memory specifically is something that has very specific parts of the brain that handle very specific parts. Mm -hmm. So that's why, for example, your hippocampus might be damaged and then you might have anterior grade amnesia, but you can still remember the more distant things because they're stored in a different part Mm. of your brain. Is that why in 51st Dates, when the doctor said, was explaining to Drew Barrymore how her head injury, he's like, but luckily your sense of humor part of your brain is fine and that's back here and taps it. Is that true or no? Um, it's <laughs> because like I kind believe of that's true. not how brains work. It's kind of how they work, yep. but it's like there are a lot of different parts of the brain that would go into a sense of mm-hmm. humor. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in terms of like speech, anyway. There's assigned parts, man. Yeah. You know it's what? Wild. I really came out being like these movies uh, are oh. lame, but. Yeah, no, I I thought so too. But the more I've been learning about memory through my degree, I'm like, whoa, this mm. sounds made up. <laughs> anyway, to jump back on the yes, question, double um, question. I I think I think it is like uh, most used to sort of have the main character be that analog for the audience. Yeah, and I hate it. Mm. Uh, you guys know. It's I I'm so I'm endlessly frustrated by people who don't understand their world and you know they get around it in a lot of ways where it's not a memory thing right like it's oh you're teleported to the past mm. so now you like we or have like the same it's groundhog base. day yeah we got the same base understanding but you know you got to learn this new stuff with us you know anyway but um i think i think it's really lazy because of video games oh because yeah. if it comes up Five out of ten times in in movies, it comes up nine out of ten times yeah. in video games, and uh, I I think it's just a lazy way to like have secrets. You know, it comes up nine out of ten times in video. So games? So many video games you start, especially sequels. Mm-hmm. You're like, like you, you have amnesia. You you can't play. Okay, so you I don't know how many video games Sonya's played quite a few, but like if you've got a sequel at the end of the last game. You were the strongest guy in the game. Mm. So you got to get brought down a peg somehow, right? And either, you know, some guy takes your powers away or you lose the thing or whatever. But most often it's like you just forget. <laughs> you know, you just forgot that you can control the universe. Wow. So you that know. happened to Pac-Woman? Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every level. Someone took her bow. Every <laughs> level she starts eating those pips again, man. Oh. Wow. Every single time. time. Anyway. I find it's really frustrating. That being said, there are just absolutely awesome examples where mm. people like really do a good job well, of twisting it up. Shall we talk about one of those? Let's. Let's shout. 51st. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about Memento, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because all <laughs> No, of, Sean. No, we're not. Because all three of us have seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, me, only recently. Me too. Mm. Um, I, I was surprised by that. Yeah, well, you know what? Like, no offense, Christopher Nolan, but Mm -hmm. it's just like he's so, it's so serious. Sometimes I'm not into uh, (laughs) it. When you really have to follow. Yeah, like really pay attention. And honestly, for the first half of this, I was like, oh, God. Really? I don't know. I was like, couldn't get into it for a bit. Interesting. It felt, it gave me the vibes of things I hate, which is like a Groundhog's Day movie where Mm -hmm. things just keep happening Mm. and the person's like trying to figure it out. 
And I was just like, oh, God, let's move along to until you know a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then things started ramping up for me. But at the beginning, mm-hmm. I was, I don't know. I, it took me a minute. Uh, I, I think I saw this maybe a few years after it came out. And I am still mad at Carrie Ann Moss. And, like, oh, I'll yeah. see her in something, and I'll be like, she's just the she's worst. She's so mean. Even, even after everything that gets revealed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's a terrible person. Interesting. Yeah. And I think there's something. So, you know, we should say. Oh, Memento's, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Memento's about a man who can, like, he's got five minutes of memory, yeah, essentially. ish. And the story is told from the beginning and end and meets in the middle. So we see... Oh, God. Even trying to describe this timeline is insane. It's, it's not that bad. It's, it's like a, a horseshoe. Yeah, that's how Nolan's described it, where it bounces back and forth. Oh, um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So we see events in black and white portrayed sort of from the start onward, and then we see events in color portrayed from the end backward. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're played in order, right? Like, they're just mixed around. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're watching they're film intercut. move yeah, yeah, backwards. Yeah. But um, anyway, it's about this man who... Uh, he somehow knows that someone has murdered his yes. wife. Yes. Okay. Let's because he let's has a tattoo on his yes. chest. So then he has all, a bunch of tattoos on his body, telling him things like, mm-hmm. "Your wife is murdered." Um, like I don't know. This is a license plate number. Mm-hmm. And then he also has a bunch of Polaroids that he took of events that have happened that he's scrawled on. Right. Facts or things mm-hmm. that he knows to be true. Well, maybe facts. Well, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Is that he likes to write down things. That sometimes are just not proven, and then it it becomes true because that's the only thing he knows after that. But Sean, isn't that how we all move through life? Well, true. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not this malicious. Not quite to this degree. Yeah. Um, But I, I do every. I watched this week, and every time I'm blown away by how much I like these horrible people. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, like this is really you know kind of crazy and maybe fun. I don't know if fun's the word, but like. Yeah. We're moving through this thing, and I don't know what's going on, and it's crazy, and everyone's just out for themselves mm-hmm. and willing to abuse this mentally ill man, yeah, uh, including himself, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And um, um, it's from it's it was about twenty one years ago. I think we can spoil the yeah yeah yeah. Let's yeah. Spoiler alert: Basically, everyone utilizes his memory loss to make themselves happy, including himself. Yeah, where he just keeps. Killing people he believes killed his wife again yeah. and again. Because, because the only forgot. evidence he has is that a man named John G. Mm-hmm. killed his wife. Yes. Of which the world is chock full of John G. Right. Mm-hmm. And it might be James G. Could be. And it could even be James G. So then mm-hmm. that throws things in. So yes. then he just keeps finding scraps of evidence that point to nothing, mm-hmm. that make him believe that someone could be it. And he just like... Kills that person, and then five minutes later, he's on to the next one. But what I think is so interesting about this movie is that it pulls a classic hoodwink on the audience Mm -hmm. and does the classic unreliable narrator thing where the point that the movie starts at and the way that that information is revealed to you for probably like the first two-thirds or more of the movie, Mm -hmm. you find him very sympathetic. Because of, you know, obviously, like, the difficulties that he's facing, like, his struggles, the way people take advantage of him. And because he's the protagonist, you just, you know, you're, like, along for the ride with him and you want things to work out for him. You, like, want him to find this vengeance, kind of. And everyone else seems so sinister and malicious. But then you find out that, in fact, he's also a terrible person. Right. And has done all these terrible things. And... 
Yeah, I just, I really, like, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Slow, like, I just feel like it was really effective in this movie. Yeah, and I think it is sort of focused on this, like, what... It, it's a really good example of how memory works mm-hmm. in us, right? And that's always been the film thing, right? Like, it is mimicking this pretty human experience, even though it doesn't really look that way. It does work, right? Like, it it does function that way. And, um, you know, finding out what happens is ultimately so shallow that every time I'm like, you know, like, we just did this whole thing yeah. for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, which I think is kind of incredible. Like, yeah. I, yeah. When you're talking about how everyone sort of appears malicious, I feel like a lot of good work was done by Joe, Matrix guy, Pantaleone. Pepper. Pepper. What is it? <laughs> Pepper Potts. Pepper Deli. <laughs> he, because he is just someone that is always kind of shady, like in yes. everything. And he's so, so spooky. Yeah, yeah, and so he's like his like friend, but he he has a Polaroid that's like, do not trust him. Mm-hmm. He's got lies. And so then you as an audience are like not trusting him. And then even actually Christopher Nolan said that even at the end when all is revealed, a lot of the audience still didn't believe him because of the way that they had set him up. The whole time, like oh, just like I did. I being... thought he was a bad guy. Why? He... I thought he was lying about being a cop. Well, this is the thing: is because I didn't it's... think that he was lying about being. Yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was like this is how the situation is, or like this is what happened to you, and I've been trying to help you. Mm-hmm. And then he's, and then he just gets a bullet for his troubles. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, a lot of people in the end were torn on believing him or not, which I guess you were too. Because when you get that first impression of someone, mm-hmm. it's very sticky. Yeah. And it really does color the way you see them basically mm-hmm. forever. And that sort of plays really well in this scene that I'm talking about with Carrie Ann Moss, mm. where yeah. she comes in and has an altercation with our character. And we're but first, like, like, yeah. Yeah, like we're, we're seeing it backwards. Yeah. But she goes out to the car and just tries it again. Yeah. To get what she wants out of this. Which is insane. It was insane. You know, like, I was like, I was shocked that yeah. scene. Because that's like, it is one of the only things that Carrie Ann Carrie Moss got to do in this movie also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she... Yeah, yeah that, that and spit in a beer. Like, that's it. Yeah, she got the beer <laughs> yeah. scene. She was in and out in like a day. Mm-hmm. She was good, though. Yeah. She was. She yeah. has the, the the kind of like unreadable... She's also kind of someone that you're like, Melancholy. do I trust you? Yeah. Mm. Like, I feel like it was really well cast. Yeah. Well, they just plucked people from the Matrix, basically. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I thought Guy Pierce was also so good in this. Yeah. Like, I I, th- I think Guy Pierce is a little underrated. Mm. I don't know what happened. I'm unsure. I like him a lot in all the things that he has done. And then sometimes when I see him, like, on the poster, I'm like, pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know why it's you crazy. You just mad at him for no reason? No reason. I think he's an incredible actor. And, yeah. It's, oh, justice for a guy. Yeah. He's pretty awkward in this, though, on purpose, I think. Mm-hmm. I oh, well, yeah. he's literally never knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's very disarming. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. You kind of infantilize him from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it really comes back to bite you. Yeah, because he just very casually makes the decision to keep murdering people. Yeah. Just, like, as if it was nothing. Right. But, uh, you know, maybe he's just accepted his fate and knows that it'll make the next four days of his life happy. He's like, I know I'll 
I've got a purpose here. Can we talk about Sammy Jankis? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And a fan theory that I have, and Ooh. definitely no one else has that ever I, come that, up with. That you have. Did you guys notice that there are two times in this film, or there are two that I noticed, mm-hmm. that he uses different handwriting? <gasps> yeah, I think so, yeah. I think it must be intentional because yeah, it's yeah. Chris Nolan. Yeah, yeah. But so the first is when he is writing on the picture of Carrie Ann Moss because Teddy tells him not to trust her. Right. And so he writes that in like a kind of slanty, like cursive font that's right. very different from his blocky handwriting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's him doing that because then he knows that's not his handwriting and he won't believe it. Mm. But the only other thing that I noticed in the movie that was in that font is the tattoo on his hand that says, remember Sammy Jankis. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Oh. That that it's not actually a reliable piece of information and that like that's a clue that Sammy Jankis, it was actually him? Maybe. That's kind of what I think it means. It's a clue that there is no Sammy Jankis. Yeah. Mm. Also, but I don't know why. Just saying, remember something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really that's me writing a note to myself. Remember this, and then I don't write down like, enough that's information. Not, we don't. You need to know more of the concept. Yeah. But what happened with Sammy? But then also, so I didn't explicitly get this laid out for me. Mm-hmm. But in Sammy Jenkins's whole thing about giving his wife too much um, insulin. insulin that is what happened with him and his wife? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she was not actually murdered. Mm-hmm. No, she, she was, was not just murdered. assaulted. Mm-hmm. Not just, but... Yeah. She was only assaulted. And then she was struggling with his memory loss following his head trauma. Because, anyway. Yeah. And then, so the whole thing with Sammy Jenkins' wife was actually about his wife. And mm-hmm. he killed mm-hmm. her. I kind of just thought there would be a, a bit of a, maybe even a quick cut of like him putting insulin in her just to like let us know because they were just all we got was joe being like that was you mm. I, there, there, there was, was like flicker was a like shot, a couple yeah. shots where it would like flicker to his memory of like him pinching her thigh and then remember was, he had that memory yeah but he pinched her thigh yeah but then it flickered to, to show him to giving her a shot a needle, yeah. oh i see it then yeah. then that it was flicker, very quick that flicker i missed you must have yawned at that point or something. i did <laughs> <That's> <laughs> boring <laughs> but i'm like Okay, did Christopher Nolan lose someone important to him? Like, he is obsessed with memory and loss and lost women and... I uh, I think he's obsessed with narrative time. Mm. Uh, and, I, like, I think in Tenet, it's the most evident. Yeah. But, um, like, I, I, think, I think it is this, like, idea of telling someone a story and how you bend and flex it. Like, I think that's his, mm. his thing. Um, and I think he may have experienced that and be pulling from it. Like, that's absolutely possible. Um, I was reading on Ooh. a little source called Wikipedia that... Reliable. Um, Christopher... I'll use his... I'll pretend I know him like that. Mm-hmm. Christopher Chris. and his brother were on a road trip and his brother was like, explained to him a good idea for a book he had, which was mm-hmm. this. <gasps> and Christopher was like, wow, that is a really great idea. <laughs> and so then they, at the same time... Um, we're both knowing they, mm-hmm. um, he wrote the screenplay. He his brother wrote a book, and then they would send each other copies and be like, "Oh yeah, that's great." And so his brother's book is called Memento More, and really? it's very, it's very similar concept, except that there's no um, ambiguity about uh, 
About what? I forget. <laughs> about being cool with killing people to be happy? Yeah, I think okay. that part. I think that he, yeah, about that. Mm, interesting. That part. That, that part. That specific part. Um, his brother was also involved, involved quite a bit in Interstellar, I think. Oh, yeah. And that I think sense. that's where a lot of the family stuff came from, mm. if I recall. Anyway, uh, don't quote me on that. Chris, when you're on the show, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you send and your brother could, when you have time. Send us yeah, a text. Could, could, could go over it. But um, interesting. Mm-hmm. I really uh, liked Chris- it. Uh, Christopher. Yeah, it's really good. It, And I don't know. Is there a bad Christopher Nolan movie? Probably not. I think maybe ones you just like less. Yeah, fair. You know. Um, I just, for me, I was just like, Guy Pierce's system is just bad. It's a terrible <laughs> yeah, system. Yeah, it's a really bad system. Like, yeah. I wish, like, he's like, I got a system and it works for me. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Mm. It, but, it, it involved mm. Polaroids in the year 2000. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like him trying to run around and find more Polaroid, like, yeah. uh, film. Sir. It, it, so, uh, it was, yeah. Does, do we know when this movie takes place? There's no real indication other than, like, the year it came out, right? Like, that's, but there's nothing very telling. For some reason, I feel like someone had a cell phone in it. I think so, yeah. So it had to be at least early mm-hmm. 2000s. Mm-hmm. But anyway, interesting. Well, let's forget about <laughs> Forget that. about forget it. Forget about Memento. I have a memory problem. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Jeremy. Where am I? I'm going to keep using that. <laughs> Where am I? Where? Um, what else did you guys watch this week? Well. That has to do with this. Concept <laughs> that's related I, to our theme. I watched just a very light, fluffy, and uplifting movie called The Father mm. about oh my. dementia. Wasn't it so well done, though? It was so oh well God. done. Like, just Anthony Hopkins, just he's amazing, absolutely knocking it out of the park. Well, I mean, the performances across the board yes. also features the actor with my favorite actor name of all time. Imogen Poots. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't. It's when so When you got good. Poots on the film? Poots on the film. <laughs> well, and Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Okay, so basically, well, I don't have long. Um, Anthony Hopkins plays uh, this elderly man who is progressing in dementia. And he lives with his daughter in an apartment in London. And it basically is like from his perspective... As she goes through the process of transitioning him, spoiler alert, to a care home. Um, But throughout the film, it's very much from his perspective. So in one scene, so Olivia Coleman is his daughter, but in one scene, she's coming home and it's a totally different actress playing Mm -hmm. her. And he's so confused and doesn't know who she is. Um, Or like things will repeat frequently, like there are kind of these like, plot points that keep repeating um and it's very disorienting and you know unsettling like it's i would call it a psychological horror i yeah, think no, it is, it is crazy because it puts you in this position of that destabilized completely unmoored confused feeling mm-hmm. um and it's uh, yeah it was just like so much mm-hmm. yeah that sounds like uh a and, lot. and it, it does get very intense a couple mm-hmm. times and you're very unclear on what is real and yeah. what's not um and then you know Anthony Hopkins is able to like make you feel that which yeah. is 
absolutely crazy. Um, it is. I can't remember if it's got the same name, but it is based on a play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be pretty interested in seeing someone do this live. Same. Like I would be, you know, like that would be kind of a cool use of the space, right? Like yeah. I can sort of see how it, it comes up. Oh yeah, it feels like a play. Yeah, um, but uh, it was just like. I remember, I think I was trying to multitask at the time, oh. and I had to stop to watch it. Like, it, it was just so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does convey what that could feel like. Yeah. I don't, I, you, I don't. Yeah, you can't, you, know. you can't know. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, as as to what is happening to that man versus what is a memory of that man is having, I cannot tell you. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the the point, but. Yeah, yeah, it's no, kind it's so of good. it's kind of these like fractals almost, mm-hmm. where it's like a another iteration of something you've seen already, mm-hmm. and so that's really destabilizing. But I do it; it's what I imagine dementia to yeah. feel like in a lot of ways. And the way that like you know each scene can kind of be like, oh, this is really fun and whatever, mm-hmm. and then a thing, a moment happens, and then it's just like gone. Yeah, You're, like it's just crazy. Yeah, you know, like a toddler's mood swings. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he goes from like charming to really volatile. Yeah. Like he's also kind of awful at times. Yeah. In the way that someone with dementia can be. Sure. Like that's the thing. They can also be jerks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just really. Mm-hmm. It's so much. Well, um, with that. We should pretend a little break. We should. Um, we'll be right back on uh, 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. All right. I'm going to put the thing on, but I forgot how. Um, and we're back on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We'll be back talking more memory f- loss films. Memory <laughs> films. Memory <laughs> loss films. But first, we'll play a little game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. What? <laughs> <laughs> for I those, don't know why I whispered it. I thought it was fine with it's both quiet. of those. For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally one half second this week picking a title related to our topic that these two have uh, not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. Sometimes the stuff they come up with is better than the real thing. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> we all I would have say most a great of the time. time. I would at least half the time, yeah. I would say. Um, are you guys ready to play the game? I'm ready. I guess. This week's title is... <laughs> wow. Get into it. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Uh, this week's title is Dark City. That title again, Dark City. Dark City. Dark City. Okay. I always make Sean go first, so you know what, Sean? I'll take this bullet. Oh, okay. I'll go. do it. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think Dark City is a mm, kind of a sci-fi, spacey kind of situation (laughs) starring a man Mm -hmm. who uh lives in okay you know what no it's it's slightly Mm post-apocalyptic and there are cities in north america that have kind of been restored to order Mm -hmm. in the light if you will Mm. but then there are still dark cities that are you know lawless Mm -hmm. dangerous Mm -hmm. riddled with crime Mm. um gotham Gotham, basically, but darker. Wow. (laughs) And this man is wrapped up in some shady business. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He wakes up one day in a dark city. (gasps) No idea who he is. No idea why he's there. And people are after him. Oh, wow. Yes, they do. It's kind of like the moment in Memento where he's like, 
wait, what am I doing? And then he sees <laughs> the guy like, running. I'm oh, I'm guy. running. I'm chasing this guy. <laughs> anyway, it's like that. Okay, thank you. Wow, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean? I believe the Dark City is about, of course, a city. No. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in this case, all of the power has been cut from the city. And the only and so people have to live by candlelight, um, but they're also kind of scared because if someone sees the light on, then vagabonds uh, and rustlers will come and try to take your things. Mm-hmm. So um, the only people that really venture out into the city are the people that can still remember from the old times how to navigate in the dark. Wow. So, um, and then some people are losing the, the memory and they cannot go out anymore and only a few people can still remember the way wow. to the grocery stores and, you know, wow. all the, the accoutrements in a city. <laughs> you know, the things that one the things that want would, to want, would want to fill them. Yes, okay. To go to. Um, uh, while I'm, I'm happy to say that you're both wrong in all ways, shapes, ah. and forms. So you're, you, you're off to a good start before you kind of redirect no! it. Really? Um, yeah. Um, a quarter point? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be Let's no quarter points. points. Um, Dark City, and this is on Wikipedia. I think this is funny, but I don't. I don't know if you guys will think it's funny. Is a 1998 neo noir science fiction film. Um, so it stars um, Rufus Sewell. Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly, Richard O'Brien, Ian Richardson, and William Hurt. Um, wow! I'm going to spoil this whole movie, so if you <gasps> want to watch it. Um, Maybe just turn it down for two, one minute or something. Um, it's this crazy, like, uh, noir film where he's running around Dark City and he's kind of a detective. He wakes up with no memory of what's going on and he's confused. And he has some memories that don't kind of match up with what's happening. And all these things sort of get figured out. And there's all these men who are, like, maybe cops who are, like... After him and trying to stop everybody that from doing like things. That sounds like what I said. Sonia. Just saying. You're good. Close. This wasn't post-apocalyptic because <laughs> it turns out that they're on an alien spaceship. Dang. And it's this weird experiment. It's always dark. And the reason it's dark is because the spaceship is turned away from the sun. Mm. And uh, it's have any internal lighting? Uh, there's, there's <laughs> or the, I guess when they want to yeah, drive. Yeah, there's, there's power. Yeah. There's, there's power, right? But like they hit the edge of the city and eventually he finds it and there's just nothing beyond. And um, it's really weird and kind of cool. And if you're into that kind of stuff, you should check out Dark City from 1998. Wow, okay. Thank you. Thank Bye you guys. Man. Thank you guys for playing the game. And thank you to the Regina Public Library um, who is a sponsor of our show. And to this week they're playing a documentary uh, from this this year of our Lord, 2021, called End of the Line, The Women of Standing Rock. Ooh. Um, and it is uh, a documentary about a group of indigenous women who risked their lives to stop the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline construction. Mm. Um, directed by Shannon Kring, uh, pro- produced by Al Jazeera English. Cool. So get out to do that. Oh, man, I want to that go to there. That sounds good. And also, yeah. Dune is playing soon. At Dune the RPL? soon. Yes. Which Dune? <laughs> The one, the 2021. Oh, cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Nice. So, Good for them. Maybe I'll go. Several reasons to get on over to support a local library. Go get dooned. Get dooned. Get do- get her dooned. Oh. <laughs> get her dooned. Jerry, I'm going to start coughing again. I'll see you guys. I'm gonna, that's enough for me for today. Okay. Yeah, you're done. Please, please leave. You know what? You've done enough. Yeah, I, think that's, <laughs> I feel the damage I've done to this room. Um. So now... We could talk about a few movies that maybe are not handling this sort of 
trope very well. Mm. Um, I'm going to talk about a similar film to Memento, Mm -hmm. and that's called Dude, Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, (laughs) dude. Yeah, sweet. Um, I watched this for the first time in many years mm-hmm. this week. Wow. It was brave of me. That yeah. was. I've, I've seen it once. Really? Yeah. Just the once. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but the pop culture like footprint that this film oh. had was huge. It had us in a chokehold. It had us in a major chokehold. Did this movie? No. But like, did it a little bit popularize bro culture? Um, or did it just capture? I think. Moment? Well, this, it was of the era where there was all this like like American Pie, like mm-hmm. sort of stoner dude comedy. But I would say that this is ripe for a queer reading of this film. Oh, when I was yes. watching this, because mm. I was like, as many hypermasculine things are. Probably. To be honest, yeah. I don't know. Like especially these two, I was like, they they are in a relationship. Yes, like they are technically dating the twins, but they do not like the twins they are obsessed with each other they there's so there's so many lines where they're just like dude i know your body or like yes. <laughs> or and there's also like a major like open mouth like sort of gross out humor like smooch that they mm-hmm. do because they're like pulled up beside fabio uh as one does and yeah fabio kind of like revs his engine then he like puts his arm around his girlfriend and then he kisses her and then they kind of just keep matching them and then after they like have a full on kiss then Fabio's like gross and leaves and then they just are like high five and then just keep on driving Mm -hmm. and it's not really referenced as gross except that there's major they have a transphobia issue for like a huge part Mm. of this Um, can can we pause our memory conversation yes you've just like You've just opened a, a ball of a ball of something here, because like I don't think like Bill and Ted has that kind of reading the way that other things do from that time. Mm. Like like there is like a very shallow existence that was two thousands movies in the American Pies and the Dude Wears on My Cars and such, but um, I've, I've never. Do you mean in terms of the homoeroticism? No, well, just in terms of like like they are very shallow. There's not really supposed like to be anything there. Bill and Ted is different. It's it it's, is it's still a stoner bro comedy, right? But it's not there. But right? it's not there. It's yeah. And now I'm wait. What what's not there? The 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 sort of like are they a couple? Thing. Okay, okay, okay. But now I'm thinking about like all these other sort of of the dude. Where's Mike? When did that come out? Mm, two thousand year two thousand. Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff that's like. Maybe these, maybe that's what this was about. Mm. And like, I don't think about eighties or nineties movies about that at all. I don't think but, it was intentional. But it's there. but there's always yes, like because it's like there. someone's always getting a schlong out. Yeah, like it's oh, it's always it's it's it mm. uh, is very mm. that. Mm-hmm. But the that's my thing is like the hyper masculine, right? Toxic masculinity is very homoerotic because the inherent misogyny of it means that you don't form meaningful relationships with women, largely. So mm-hmm. you, the only affection, respect, mm-hmm. quality time is reserved for other men. Right. And also I think it's this kind of distancing oneself from gayness. Yeah, well, it's controlling it, right? Like it's but taking control in, of the narrative. But then in being so afraid of it and mm-hmm. trying to distance, the like sort of uh-huh. in this like cultural sense from it, it actually comes full circle. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, you know, sports, like, 
Like, football's gay as heck. <laughs> so much of it is so gay. And it, I just think it's so interesting. Like, I could talk about this forever. Anyway. Yeah. Well, no, like, I'm just, like, I'm now having, this is totally off topic. Like, you know, like, it's not in Lethal Weapon, but it is, like, the, the masculine part is there, but not that part. Mm-hmm. So what about the 2000 sort of, like, made it happen? And I think we just need to write a masculinity episode and talk about it later. But uh, it's yeah. interesting. Anyway, memories, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they, I forgot that's what we were talking about. Uh, and also, this is one of the only films I watched this week that wasn't a sort of brought on by a head trauma. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. it was because they... We're they, very they did it to before. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Which is technically a form of amnesia, mm-hmm. drug-induced amnesia. Oh. They were doing some drug-induced amnesia. Um, As you do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I will say that Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott like actually kind of sold this yeah. film for me. They had, they're really charming and they're good together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was it was just like kind of leading from dumb bit to dumb bit, yeah. as yeah. you do. Um, and a lot of things that were bandied around my high school. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, speak, speaking of movies that uh, really handle memory stuff well mm-hmm. and let people retrace their steps in a really positive way, I do want to talk about Total Recall because I love it so oh. much. And it is this, like, maybe a good example of doing stuff because it is like they did it on purpose for this reason so this stuff could happen. Mm. Um, but... I absolutely love the scenes where Arnold is talking to himself over the video thing that he recorded that, like, if you watch it, have you guys seen the old, like, ever? No? Um, Like a long time ago. Um, But, like, there are pauses where, like, how does he know that that pause is going to be there when he's recording this video? (laughs) Like, like, how do you, you know, if you're going to record a video to yourself... You're just gonna say the thing. You're gonna turn it you're off. Not you're not gonna say pause, thing. and then you're gonna be pause. like, "Okay, this is gonna take him 15 minutes to get through," and then I'll say the next thing, and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's just crazy. But um, it is playing with the memory loss in kind of a fun way, and at least like making it a part of the story, um, as opposed to just like a thing happened to you, and now mm. you don't know what's going on. Whereas, you know, we just wake up with him wherever. Um, and it, it's it's kind of great and fun. Um, also, Total Recall is just now a series of memes that have been, like, pulled from it where, like, the he takes off the head. You know, like, it's just, like, I can't. I can't see it without the internet now, mm. which is which hurts me. Is that the Twa Bazoom lady, uh, or is that something else? That's something. When he goes, he goes through the airport to get to Mars because you got to get to Mars. As you do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's dressed up as this this large woman, and uh, it's like this like very intricate robot head, well, not unlike a a mascot would wear. Oh, oh yeah. Right. So it's an actress. Like a furry suit. Yeah. <laughs> But it's an actress, and then, like, you know, it, like, opens up and comes out. I hit my microphone there. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, but, uh, yeah, the internet has, has beaten it to a pulp. And um, I've probably it, seen It will do it out mm-hmm. to everyone. You should watch Total Recall. I want to. I was, it was on You might the hate list. it, and I'm kind of excited to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I just, I didn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, Sonia, did you watch anything else this week? No. <laughs> it was just those two. Um... Have you seen Fifty First Dates? I have. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot, ironically. <laughs> you and Drew are one and the same. In this. Honestly, a little. Well, you also didn't miss a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, it is from 2004. It is, you know, the most bonkers setup for a rom com 
ever, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are um, problems. <laughs> starting, starting with the crazy fact that somebody thinks that Adam Sandler could be a womanizer. Crazy thing number I one. Know. It literally opens with all like a montage of all these women and some men being like, I have been like this guy. I went to Hawaii. This guy like romanced me. And then when it came time to leave, he like had a weird excuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that is not actually Adam Sandler's character. Like, they lead me to believe that this is sort of a con man, a, uh, you know, Hawaiian con man. Mm-hmm. And he is not that, because then when we meet him, he just falls immediately in love with Drew Barrymore and then just spends hours and days trying to make her fall in love with him every day. It was a very weird opening. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was filmed without him knowing or without other people knowing <laughs> let's you just start I mean? filming a movie and we'll, we'll bring it together yeah. oh we got drew barrymore okay let's let's add her in a bit more um, um yeah so the conceit of this is uh he sees a beautiful woman in a, a cafe and they have a great time but then um the owner is like you don't you can't talk to her because she has a thing where every day her brain resets and she lives the same day over and over of, like, this one time that she, mm-hmm. the day that she got in a car accident. So she wakes up every day thinking that that's the day. And then he meets her family, where her dad and brother do the most elaborate Yeah, way. it's too much. They, mm-hmm. they, like, repaint a garage every day so that she can paint on it, because that's what her what she was going to do that day. Mm-hmm. It's cr- They, like, add in a little more soap to the shampoo bottle. Yeah, no, they do, it's nuts. They go take it to the nth degree. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Um, if if you guys were in a memory reset situation, would you rather that they did the reset every day, or would you rather watch the tape every day? Oh, this is this is what's insane. Oh, yeah. so then he Sorry. <laughs> he sol- he solves the uh, he solves the problem by creating a videotape that's just like, "Hi, Drew, I love you. I'm your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You got in a car accident. Here's the here's the newspaper clipping." Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and has to watch it, and then she's caught up. Apparently, yeah. That's enough for her. That is not enough for someone. No. no. At the end of the film, they have a child together. Yeah. It's, and can that you would be terrifying. The ethics of all the of The ramifications it. of her waking up, at finding herself nine months pregnant, and then just watching a video and being like, oh, okay, I guess this is my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emotionally, there's no way that's how it would go. Like, there's I, just not. This think, woman needs to be protected. I think I'd be okay with it. I th- if I, you were her? I would rather the tape, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, definitely. And... Like, it definitely would be shocking. I would have to have made the tape, right? Like, Mm. I can't can't let someone else, like, dictate. And, you know, they're definitely... Hey, Jer, it's Jer. (laughs) Hey, it's you. I bet you're wondering how we got here. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, I, I don't know what an actual person's reaction to it's been 20 years is. I think it could... Be recut as a horror movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, of- well, him, like the manipulation inherent in him making her fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not. Yeah, okay. but to be to people who haven't seen it, it's not the same every day. Like he tries the yeah. same moves and they don't work, so he's got to like invent new and in different ways to sort of like meet her, keep her interested, yeah. essentially just extinguish her consent. <laughs> Maybe yeah, like by manufacturing it. Well, it's just like you know. Yeah, because at some point it's like, you did it before. Like, that's kind yeah. of where you get to. So you're okay with it then. You're, so but it's like, that's not how around. consent works. <laughs> that's not how anything works. Yeah. <laughs> I I just think that 
a, hor- a horror movie concept where you wake up mm-hmm. and someone says, you have a memory thing and this is your daughter. And then she's like, mommy, and hugs you. <laughs> I would be like... This I'm my throwing life. myself off this ship. I think there's, I think there is a recut of the trailer on YouTube that someone like re-edited mm. to be a horror movie. That is excellent. Yeah. I would love to watch that. Let's <laughs> try and find it for you. Um, um, also, classic 2000 film. There's a lot of like an ugly mask woman is his like friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. she and she's horny too. But everyone's like, Ugh. <laughs> ugly women. Yeah, and Rob Schneider's in it. And so. Rob Schneider is a Hawaiian a trigger warning. Hawaiian doing, native doing doing his thing in there. Yeah, just to be in Rob. Just being Rob. Yeah, <laughs> always appropriating a different culture. Rob Rob Schneider. He's in characters. Yeah. Um, that makes it a fine. <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys have? Gotten eyes on this week? Um, I feel like I just have to say the words "Eternal Sunshine." Yeah, uh, because oh, and yeah. overboard. We have to say that. Yeah, oh, right. well. like like I think you know we we've talked about those on the show before. Check them out if you haven't. They're definitely worth at least watching once. I think. Oh, probably. absolutely. Um, I have brought up Paycheck before. I didn't want to talk a lot about it. It's his Ben Affleck movie. It's really good. Is it? <laughs> it's so good. It's like he gets his mind wipe for intellectual property reasons, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, you have But they explain it. Yeah, it was the game once. Um, but it is this really interesting, like, you know, sort of romp through memory and time. And uh, it's, it's just really good. And y- you don't often hear that about... Dear old Ben. Yeah. So, you uh, don't hear it about you know, dear he was, old Ben. He was young. It was a different time. Give it to him while he can get it. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, check out Paycheck. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, now we'll move on to what else you guys have been watching this week. <clears throat> so you're saying it's time for what you're watching? So now it is time for what you're watching. <laughs> what you're watching. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love to make you say it. <laughs> um, okay, you guys. So sometimes when you're a woman or you're queer... <laughs> Or you have a mental illness, or ideally all three. Mm-hmm. You rewatch Fleabag every year. Ideally all oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ideally all three. Do you rewatch it every every year? Pretty much. Oh, cool. Uh, and it's happening now mm-hmm. because I'm ready to be hurt again by that hot priest. <laughs> by that hot priest. Oh, father, father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it's just so good. It's pretty like, good. The first season is good in a different way, and I kind of, yeah. like, have most recently watched the second season. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the first season in a minute. So I just restarted it last night, and I was like, this is so good. Mm. Like, she makes me the feel writing. Horrible. She makes me feel horrible about myself. Yeah. yeah. About, about yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Both of us are so surprised. <laughs> it's supposed to make you feel better about yourself. No, no, it does not work. Do yeah. Really? Because you relate? Do you consider yeah. yourself a flea bag? No, not at all. Oh, no. okay. I, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I do know people who like to watch stuff for like, oh, watch this horrible person. Like, it was a big thing in Seinfeld because George is such a right. loser. And, um, loser? Yeah, he is. And I, I get just... <laughs> George is Call such a loser. loser. He is. You guys, he is the <laughs> yeah, perfect yeah, loser. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, it just he gets makes, a date like every episode. Yeah, that's, yeah that, that is a lie. Sure, that's very attractive. Yeah, that's, that's fine. He's got a horrible relationship with all of those people and his yeah. parents. Yeah, I always true. just feel bad. I think it's hilarious, but I still, like, it's just like, oh, man, poor guy. He's got to get You feel bad life. for him? I feel, yeah, absolutely. What are you talking about? But he's about? such a jerk. He is. Yeah, he does it to himself totally. Totally, yeah. But okay, you wow, yeah. this took a turn. It's like a, a dog biting off its own leg. Oh, so that's no. also how you feel about Fleabag? No, not at all. But I still, it makes me feel bad. Like it's, you know, mm. her life is 
really yeah, not okay. It is, and, a, it is yeah. tough to see her like keep blowing things up. Yeah. Like, and, but uh, yeah. after that hot priest mm-hmm. breaks her heart, spoiler alert, things start to look up. Look up. Mm. I also really like her sister. Oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> It's, yeah. Claire, it's French. <laughs> I look like a is there, pencil. Is there a third season? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think there ever will be. Uh, but I one of I, I respect that, but I also it's too bad. Yeah. One of the things on my Christmas li- Christmas list mm-hmm. is um, they made like a this really nice hardcover book of the script for the second season. Really? And apparently, there's some really good stuff in there. Oh, like cool. Some stage directions. Sonia, and that's stuff. a great nice. gift idea. Yeah, I, Not for anyone I know besides like you. Yeah. <laughs> do you know any other w- queer? Uh, mentally ill women. <laughs> well, like actually, it. I do, but not, not all of them love Fleabag. But mm. um, I, speaking of Phoebe Waller Bridges, watched oh. No Time to Die in theater. Oh, this week. oh, nice. Is she in that? She no, she did a little screenplay punch up, and oh, some okay. jokes you're like, oh, that's Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe. Yeah. Oh, Phoebes. Oh, Phoebes. Even though it's not really that type of movie, mm. <laughs> this is the new James Bond movie. It's Daniel Craig's last. Was there time? There was definitely time. It was three hours long. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so there was def- there was time to die. <laughs> definitely. That was that's enough time. For that's sure. a long time. That's longer than it Dune. gave several times. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it gave several times to die. Um, it was fun. It was like what you wanted in a James Bond movie. It, the opening was very. I loved the opening. Mm. Um, it was very intense and. Nice. Things I did not love, Remy Malik and everything he was doing as the villain oh, no. <laughs> was horrible. Oh, Bad, 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 bad. Ooh. He just was like, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just like wore like a kimono and like sat at like a long table. Oh, I'm on board here. Uh, yeah, you're so- not actually selling me on this being bad. <laughs> he, I did not appreciate his choices. But mm-hmm. um, and also Anna de Armas is in it for a, like a fun little cameo where she – is like a Colombian, like or like a Cuban, um, also spy that he has to do a job with, and she's like, "It's my first day on the job. <laughs> I just got out of my three week course." And then she's like, "Incredible!" And she has an amazing like fight scene, but she's like, "Oops, I tripped!" Like that type of thing. I love. And then it. at the end, she's like, "Okay, well, I gotta go. Bye." And then she. So I hope that she comes in more films because she was very fun. Cool. Anyway, yeah. Um. So a, a plague has been set on my house and other houses that I I encounter. Oh God, what uh, is this? <laughs> um, and it, it is the YouTube channel of Ennis Yelazmar. Y- I don't know if you who know. that he sucks your asmar. <laughs> 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 we, need a, we need a bazinga button. I didn't know. <laughs> no. Not, not, yeah, like a button that says stuff, not one that goes okay. bazinga. Yeah. I was like, Jeremy. No, no, no. Uh, anyway, on. yeah. It, uh, calm down. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. a few years ago, he and some guy in L.A. started doing home tours because rich people want to watch a video of the yeah. home they might buy before they buy it. Mm. And then, wouldn't you know... Doing that got him more money than selling houses. Yeah. So now they do it full time. And you guys, it's really fun to watch. And there are crazy, crazy houses that exist that he's like, oh, check out the details in this. As he's walking through like a house that would easily contain my house in the living room. Yeah. And um, my uh, my father uh, calls it like, oh, you guys are watching the dumps. 
because they're such nice houses. Um, but all of my family are watching these YouTube videos that are like 40 minutes long as he walks through the entirety of this mansion. And you should watch it. Really this fun. is a plague. It's yeah. Does amongst your family. it make you itch for revolution? Because that's all I feel hearing you say it. Like, like, that, like it makes me want to break out some guillotines. Like guillotines. the wealth is unfair. I can't believe I just said it like that. <laughs> uh, well, the, like maybe that might be part of it, but the yeah, the wealth gap is like these are like the rich, not the ultra rich. No. So I mean, yes, we're walking through a forty million dollar home, but like you know, Jeff Bezos probably wouldn't even spend the night there. <laughs> it's like in this it's trash heap. No, thank you. <laughs> you did it. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, that's just. A- a vestige of Bo Burnham floating around <laughs> in my brain. Uh, yeah, you should you should watch it. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely. I kind of want to. Yeah, no, it's. Nuts. I would like to at least get an eye on some of these yeah, houses. There, it's some of these people like, like I don't know what you do in this home. Like you've built a mall. Yeah. Like that's where you're at. Yeah. And it's complete. It makes no sense. So this one house you got. Oh my god. It's this, got a garage, oh and god. you drive in the garage. And the garage is an elevator for the car what? to be lifted to the second floor so he can go to his bedroom on the second floor. So he doesn't have to he walk gets out the of the house. car. Oh. Right? That's wild. Why would you do that? That makes no That's sense. That's someone who has too much money and that it's makes true. me want to guillotine people. Well, it's 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 very true. At least he's spending the money. I don't. Anyway, it's I don't crazy. know. That's complicated for me because then what if he's on the first level and now he wants to leave? Yeah. He has to call the car back. Uh, Sean, a problem takes, of his own. He making. takes a different car. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. What are you talking about? Sean, you plebeian. <laughs> These are the type of houses that I would be sitting on my like, uh, like one-room apartment being like, nah, yeah. not great. I, well, I, but a lot of them are I've worked, at, I've worked at businesses that are too, like, there wouldn't be, there'd be too much room to, for everyone in this business to go on a retreat at this house. Anyway, just check it out. It's pretty wild. What's right. it called? Uh, it's, his name is Ennis. Oh, God. It's so, if you just, E-N-E-S, if you just search him on YouTube, uh, he's, like, he's growing. His yeah. channel's huge. Anyway. Um, he's growing. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a big deal. And uh, j- jump on the hype train. Anyway. Okay. Well. Thank you for that invitation to the hype train. <laughs> um, I, I accept. I'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song Manituna for our theme song. Thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for lending us your ears. The show's broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so give us a follow. And have a great night. Bye. See you. Bye.